0: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Welcome to Quran study for non-Muslims where we attempt to understand the teachings of the Holy Book of Islam using an easy to follow approach that caters to non-Muslims or people with little or no previous knowledge of the Quran So if you've been curious about Islam and the book that forms the basis of belief for over a billion people around the world, but never had the time to dig into it, you've come to the right place. Greetings of peace, everyone. Today we will discuss verse number 5 of Surah Al-Fatiha, or chapter titled Al-Fatiha. This verse reads, Thee alone do we worship, and Thee alone do we implore for help. The key words in this verse are, Iyaka, which means The Alone, Na'budu, which means We Worship, and nastain, which means We Implore for Help. The basic meaning of this verse is that true worship can only be achieved when a human being is in a state of complete humility and submissiveness, and these characteristics must be born in the heart. In order to gain a deeper understanding of this verse, it is essential that we spend some time on the concept of worship or ibadah as presented in Islam. It should be noted that in Islam, ibadah does not merely mean performance of certain known acts of worship, for example, prayer, fasting, etc. It has a much wider significance. In fact, the Holy Prophet of Islam is reported to have said that any act performed in obedience to God's commands and to seek His pleasure is an act of ibadah or worship. You may notice that the word worship has appeared before the word implore for help in this verse. The reason for this is that once a human being truly acknowledges the existence of God, his first impulse is to worship Him. Then he or she realizes that help is needed from God in order to perfect this worship. Therefore, human beings first must make up their mind to worship God and then seek help for carrying out this resolve. It is also interesting to note that the words iyaka, which mean thee alone, appear before the words worship and before implore for help. The reason for this is that not only God alone is deserving of worship, but He alone can give help which human beings need to discharge this duty truly and effectively. As long as human beings are not granted the power and means necessary for their guidance, it's not possible for them to become God's abd or servants in the real sense of the word. No man-made law can make him a good and true servant of the Lord. It is only God's help that can bring about this change in him. The next point to take note of is the manner in which the words nabudu and nastain, that is, we worship and we implore for help, respectively, have been used. They are in the plural form. And from this, we can come to two main conclusions. First, that human beings are not alone in this world, but are part and parcel of the society that surrounds them. They should, therefore, seek not to go alone, but to carry others also with them on the path of God. Second, that as long as a person does not reform his or her environment, their own reformation cannot make them immune from danger, for a house surrounded by others on fire cannot enjoy security for long. Thus, the use of the plural form points to a principle which is of vital importance for the moral, cultural, and spiritual uplift. Of Muslims as well as for their success in missionary and other activities. This principle is a special feature of Islam and remains as important today as it ever was. This verse also sheds light on the well-known controversy which refers to whether human beings have free will or whether they are predestined to follow a certain path. While some believe that human beings have the power to do what they will and create their own path. Others are of the opinion that freedom is merely an illusion, and that human beings act in a manner that they are predestined for. This verse offers an answer to this age-old question as well. The words ia kanabudu, which mean thee alone do we worship, which have been put by God in the mouth of human beings, draw our attention to the fact that they are not predestined, but rather free to choose and carry out a course of action as they like. On the other hand, the words iya Kanastain," which mean Thee alone do we implore for help, remind us of the fact that though we have free will, we may yet suffer from constraints and compulsions of various kinds. The prayer, Thee alone do we implore for help, implies that God keeps a watch over our actions and takes steps to remove the constraints which keep us from the path He calls upon us to tread. Islam repudiates the idea that man is not free. It is commonly seen that later in one's life one often outgrows the atmosphere or ideas of their childhood and instead adopts a course of life quite different from the life that they would have lived if they had not outgrown those ideas. The last point to note about this verse is that while the first four verses of the chapter address God in the third person, this particular verse addresses God in the second person. A thoughtful contemplation of the divine attributes in the first four verses brings to mind of the worshipper such an attractive picture of the Creator that he feels irresistibly drawn towards Him. And this, coupled with the realization of His presence, makes Him address His Lord and invoke His assistance in the supplicatory tone. The Quran is not a book of philosophy but has been sent to bring about a change in the human beings, and to open up to them avenues of spiritual progress. Therefore, its style is made to fit with the nature of human beings, and with their innermost feelings. The contemplation of the four attributes creates in them such an irresistible longing for the Creator, and such an intense desire to offer wholehearted devotion to Him, that in order to satisfy the longing of the soul, the third person used in the first four verses changes to the second person in the fifth verse. All in all, the verse that we have looked at today has to do with the worship of God and seeking help from Him. This worship must be performed in a state of complete humility, and the word for worship that has been used, which is ibada, also refers to an act that is done in obedience with God's command. It is also important to note that this verse points out that humans first have an impulse to fall in prostration and worship God before seeking help from Him to further perfect their own worship. Furthermore, the fact that this particular verse addresses God in the second person, while the previous verses have addressed Him in the third person, signifies that after humans contemplate the beautiful attributes of God that pertain to His perfection and mercy, They are inclined to address God directly and with complete submissiveness. Well, that is the end of today's episode. The sources of our content are the short and five-volume commentaries published by Islam International Publications, references to both of which you can find in the show notes. Thank you and stay safe. Hope you enjoyed today's session and learned something new in the process. Remember, this content is available both in audio format as a podcast and in video format as a YouTube channel. In either case, just search for Quran Study for Non-Muslims. Also, for more information or to get in touch with us, visit our website at qs4nm.com, which is short for Quran Study for Non-Muslims.